Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, good morning. And as you saw in the video, we have launched our fall semester for life groups, and I hope that you've had a chance to get connected and uh, uh, start attending. This last week was, was our first week of life groups, and so if you have not had a chance to go online and look at the life groups, and I want, I want to encourage you to do that. And I always like to say this, you know what, just because you go to one, it doesn't mean you have to go to that one. You may go to one of the life groups and go, man, I don't like this. I'm going to another one. And we want you to find your place. So be sure that you get connected. I want to take a moment and mention to you that we have Discovering Creekwood uh, class this afternoon. And it's, I, I believe that uh, there's close to 70 people that are already signed up to go. But if you have not attended the class, it's not too late to sign up. In fact, you can just head over there right after this service and go to the Country Club, Walnut Creek Country Club. We provide lunch for you. It's just a great atmosphere. You go there, have lunch at the Country Club, and get to hear really about the vision of the church and uh, just really about what the church is about. And it's it's, it's incredible uh, just a time that you get to hear the future of this church. And so I want to encourage you, if you didn't get to sign up, maybe you didn't hear we were doing it this weekend uh, it's not too late. You can just head from here, and we've got child care provided, so it's just a great time that you can go and kind of uh, find out more about the church. Well, I also want to take a moment and welcome those of you that are guests today. Let's give them a hand today just to welcome. It's great to have you guys. It's a huge honor uh, to have all of our guests today, and um, if you take a moment, there should be a connection card right in front of you. Take that card out and just fill it out, and uh, uh, sometime between now and the end of the service, may in a low point, maybe in a low point of my message that you're like, he's <laughs> just fill it out. And uh, if you'll stop by the information center, they will give you some gift cards to a great restaurant here in town, and you can use it today or any day that you would like to. But just as a, a small gift to you uh, to let you know that we appreciate you. Also, I'd like to say this that. Um, I know a lot of you, I've not had a chance to meet you, and I'll be out in the foyer right after service if you'd like to stop by and introduce yourself if I have not had a chance to meet you. Well, I've got a lot to talk about today, and if you've got your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 8. Y'all awake? Awesome. It's great to have you guys. We're going to have a good time studying God's Word this morning. Luke chapter 8 is where we're going to be at, and you know, this message today is not a part of a series, it's a standalone, and most of the time we do different series, but every once in a while we are like, you know what, this is going to be an individual message, just kind of a standalone of a specific teaching that I'm wanting to share. You know, there's probably not a person here that does not have an area of their life that they would like to see change that you would not like to see a dramatic change maybe in the way that you are a father, maybe the way that you treat your spouse, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your business, maybe in your own personal life. You see an area of your life that you say, man, I'd like to change this. And I want to talk to you about a kingdom principle that Jesus taught about. In fact, he talked about it a lot. And one of the things about the, the kingdom of God that, you, that a lot of us don't realize is that there are truths, there are laws that are, are true in the invisible world and they're also true in the visible world. 
there are certain principles and laws and things that God created that's the way God ordered the world to be. For example, I could use the truth about gravity. You know that gravity is a part of the world that we live in. I could have a ball up here in my hand and hold the ball in my hand and and I drop the ball, what's going to happen? The ball is going to fall to the ground. And it really doesn't matter how spiritual I am or how spiritual you are and how much you pray. If I drop that ball, more than likely because of the law of gravity, it's going to fall to the ground. It's the same way when you think about even um, fruit. And I know this is a little weird to say this, but, you know, uh, as an illustration. But do you know that, that if you have an apple seed... And you go plant this apple seed, you're not going to get a banana tree. If I had an apple in my hand and I I started to squeeze it and I said, man, I want some orange juice today. I don't care how hard I squeeze that apple. I'm not going to get an orange. I'm not going to get orange juice. And it doesn't matter how spiritual I am and, and how much I love God. That is a kingdom principle. It is a law that God has created. There, I know we could talk a lot about a lot of truths. There, we just live in a world that there are facts. There are truths about things. Like, for example, this is just kind of a, a side note about this. And just to help you think about it, do you know if you go watch a Rocky movie, you're going to want to go buy some sweats. I said, I messed up last night in the Saturday service, and I said, you know, if you go by, go watch a Rambo movie, you're going to want to watch Sweats. And I said, no, if you watch Rambo, you're going to probably want to go get a big old knife and kill somebody. <laughs> and it was baby dedication time, too. <laughs> so I wanted to go, like, that's it, let's go home. I was like, y'all, let's head to the house. Y'all, <laughs> you know, sometimes a pastor just want. there are times... That I just want to go, y'all, let's load up. We're heading to the house. <laughs> it's time to end it. And I felt that way last night. But, you know, if you watch the Rocky movie, you're going to want to go re- eat raw eggs and work out and all this stuff, right? If you watch Top Gun, y'all remember Top Gun movie? You're going to want to get you a bomber jacket and some aviator jack- glasses. It's just a, it's a truth. I, I mean, for instance, if you've been married for very long, guys, listen to me. There, it is a fact. Your wife could have a billion trillion shoes, a billion trillion outfits. There is going to come a moment that she's going to walk in and tell you, I have absolutely nothing to wear tomorrow. <laughs> it's a truth. If you get a cat, you're probably not going to go to church anymore. Because you've let the devil come into your house. If you watch the notebook, you're probably going to cry. And you're going to lose your man card if you're a guy. There are truths. There are laws. There are, and I know we can have fun about that, but listen to me. There are certain things that God has ordered our world and ordered his kingdom in a certain way. And we love to ignore it. We ignore it even in our own physical life. You think about, you know why we don't like to work out? It's because we we 
go work out one time. We come home, or we work out one week, and we come home, and we're tired. Our muscles hurt. Our britches are still tired, are, are still tight. <laughs> Nothing changes. So we're like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe if I work out that there is going to be a result. And I want, to, I want to teach you something today that I think is going to free a lot of us today. And I want to talk to you today about this, this principle, this kingdom principle that Jesus taught a lot about that I honestly don't teach a lot about because of, of and I, when I say it, you're going to know what I'm talking about, is, is the, the concept of sowing and reaping. To be honest with you, I really, as a pastor, have avoided talking about sowing and reaping just because I've watched TV like you have, and I've seen the you know, TV preachers with funny hair and suits that, you know, like they're, they're telling you, send in $1,000, you're going to get a Rolex. And, and I think that, that this whole concept in this kingdom principle, that this, this operating system that God created that Jesus talks about a lot in his parables has been misrepresented by the church. And we've made sowing and reaping all about finances. And, and yes, it is about money, but it's not just about that. You know that sowing and reaping is a key principle for change in your life. That when you understand that the, so, the seed that you're sowing, you're going to reap what you sow. Now, I want to clarify something as we get into this today because I feel like I need to say this. What I'm talking about today has nothing to do with your salvation. You're saved by grace. You're not saved by your works. You're not saved by what you do. You're saved because of the grace of God when you receive Christ into your life. So, listen, the fact, you're going to heaven. This has nothing to do with the fact that you're going to heaven. What this has to do is, yes, you're going to go to heaven, but if you don't understand the principle, the laws of, of sowing and reaping in your life, you're going to make your life hell on earth. If you choose to ignore it and constantly believe that God's plan is a bailout plan because I don't want to follow the, the principle of sowing and reaping in my life, that God's just going to have to bail me out because I don't believe in it. Well, let me show you some scripture today because I hope that I can convince you today, not because of what I'm saying, but what God's word says. In Luke chapter 8, verse, verse 5, it says, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And this is Jesus teaching. When it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more that was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. See, Jesus here is teaching us that his kingdom, the kingdom of God, operates like a garden. And what Jesus says to us here in this teaching is you better pay attention to the soil where you're planting your seed in your life. John chapter 4 verse 35, it says, you know the saying, 
four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around you. The fields are ripe for harvest. According to Jesus, the fields, you're operating, your life, you're operating in a field that it is ripe for harvest if you'll see the potential in the field that you're in in your life. It says, look up, you, you have potential in your life to receive this great harvest if you'll, if you'll take notice of what you're sowing. Do you know that there's a difference between sowing and throwing seed? There's a big difference in our life. A lot of us have the, the mentality that my life is about, I'm, gonna, I'm a good thrower of seed. In other words, I do it when I feel like it. I'll, if I'm in the mood, I'll throw some seed. Now, let me, let me say this to you because I, I know sometimes we get in church, we use words, and you're like, well, what's a seed? A, a seed is, you think about this, is that it's, it, it, for example, if I sow rejection, I'm going to reap rejection. If, if I sow Listen to me. Some of you go around talking about, man, I have trouble making friends. I just can't get a good friend in my life. None of my, I don't, I don't have any close friends. And I, I probably would, if I were to look at your life, you probably are not sowing into friendships. There's two types of people in this world. There are givers and there's takers. If you're constantly a taker in a relationship, you will not have great friends. We've all been around people like that. It's you, you know, you walk away from a conversation with them and you're like, they just killed me. Y'all act like, is it just me? It's like they drain you. They're not sowing. They're not speaking into your life. I'll give you another example of the type of seeds. You, listen, you cannot sow hostility in your life and think you're going to reap love. The same way you can't sow indifference in your life and reap affection. Listen to me. Do you know that, that, that how you treat your parents is important? All the parents said amen. But some of you, like you're, you're, you're 22 and you got little kids and you think you're the perfect parent. Your kids are six months old, and you are the ideal perfect parent. <laughs> and you are like, I have the perfect child. And you look at your own parents, and you are like, my parents were horrible. I'm the perfect parent. My kid is six months old. Have you looked at my baby? And what you are sowing into your parents is you're sowing dishonor. And what you're going to do from your own kids, when you sow a seed of dishonor into your parents, you are going to reap the fruit of dishonor from your kids into your life. Aren't you glad you came to Creekwood today? <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this key principle of sowing and reaping is huge. 
But we, we, we so spiritualize it. But do you know that, that this is, Jesus uses this and he says this, that the kingdom of God, the operating system, that what moves things, what changes things in your life is you understand that this is all about sowing and reaping. What are you sowing in your life? See, I think every once in a while we ought to check ourselves. We ought to stop and look at our life and say, what in the world am I sowing in my life? What, what are you sowing? How are you treating people? See, this is, you, you talk about the field that you're operating in, the world that you're living in, the harvest that you're wanting. Do you know that the opportunities are everywhere for you to sow a, a seed of blessing in somebody's life, a sow a, a, a seed to build somebody up, a sow a seed to encourage somebody? to sow a seed into somebody's life that possibly could bring back the fruit of them accepting Christ. That's the harvest field that Jesus is talking about. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Isn't it awesome that it says, if you sow, you might reap? It doesn't say that. It says, if you sow, you will. This is, a king, this is a promise in God's word that it says, if we sow love into people's lives, if you sow forgiveness in people's lives. Galatians chapter 6, it says, do not be deceived. Verse 7, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Let me read it. Verse 8, it says, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It says there in verse 9, let us not become weary in doing what? Good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now I want you to write some of these things down when it comes to sowing and reaping in your life. We, what we sow always bears fruit. It's a fact. Listen, men, if your marriage is all about you and your world in your marriage evolves all about you and you believe your wife is there just to always meet your needs and your family, it's, it's all about worshiping dad and it's all about worshiping the, the man of the house. That's great. But do you know that there's going to be a fruit that's going to be born out of that if you are leading your home in such a way that, that, that it, is, it is out of, this is all about myself, and I'm, I'm the one that, it, and, and I know it's, it's different, and most spouses work, and, and I, I'm just using this as an, as an example, but a lot of times, men, we're bad about this. We make our marriage, make our life about us, and what happens is we start to reap that fruit. 
Ladies, listen to me. If you are sowing a, a seed into your husband that you're continually communicating to them that they never, your husband never measures up, I know maybe you didn't marry the coolest guy. And watching Hallmark movies doesn't help it. I think Hallmark movies are like porn for women. I'm just kidding. I always tell my wife, I walk back, I'll walk through the living room. My wife is watching Hallmark movies. I'm, I'm like, babe, that's not reality. That's fake. There's no man like that. That's not real. But ladies, if you're always sowing that type of seed into your husband of saying that I wish you would do this, I wish you would do that, and there's never anything that you are sowing a seed of, you know what, I believe in you. You're a great husband. You're a great man. I I know you may not see that in him, but you start sowing that kind of seed. Do you know that words are powerful? That what you speak into their life, do you know that, that early on when we first started this church, I went through some of the darkest moments of my life because the reality of, oh my word, I'm the pastor of this church and I don't know what I'm doing, hit me. And I'm telling you, I went in a dark hole. And if my wife would have come along and said, yeah, you better figure it out. I don't know what you got is into, but, you know, kind of like when you feel like you're about to jump off the cliff, your wife just comes and kind of just shoves you off the cliff. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> don't raise your hand. I want you to watch the Cowboys game today. But you know the words of my wife, the seeds that she spoke at the moment, they may not have seen like a lot, but do you know those words ring in my ear? The seed that she sowed into my life that she said, babe, you are a man of God. You're a great pastor. God has equipped you with wisdom and knowledge that you can lead this church. Do you know those are are seeds that, that were planted inside my life by my wife that it is bearing fruit to this day? This is important. Dads, listen to me. If your only involvement with your kids is just like, well, I'm the disciplinarian and I'm the one that's going to chew the kids out and that's about all you do and you don't speak life into your kids and you're not modeling grace and mercy and you're not showing them the love of the Father and spiritually what it means to be a man, what it means to be a Christ follower. Listen, you're sowing a seed in their life. You're sowing a seed by your priorities of what you you say is important in your family. That is a seed that it will bring about fruit. Number two, the fruit that is born is determined by the seed that I sow. Here's the deal. If you eat Cheetos every day, you're going to get fat. I know y'all don't like that. But you are. If you sow the same seed over and over, if you eat Cheetos every day or eat chocolate pie and chocolate cake, you're going to get fat. And this is something that I think that a lot of us, we're planting. It's like we go out and we're planting tomato seeds and we're expecting cucumbers and we're surprised that we got cucumbers. But we've been planting tomato seeds. 
See, if you want to get a different fruit, a different harvest in your life, you need to change what you're sowing. This is where a lot of us stop. We don't believe this principle, and so we're just like, you know what? Life is, is it's over. My marriage is over. I don't know what I'm doing. This is crazy. Why don't you change the seed? Why don't you? I know maybe your mom and dad did it that way, and that's how they treated people, but, and, and you're like, your mom and dad always held on to bitterness and unforgiveness and they were mean, they were angry at everybody and you've kind of learned that and maybe that's how the kind of seed you've sown into other people and it's made your life a nightmare. What if you stopped and you said, you know what, the fruit that I'm getting in my life, I don't like my life. I need to change the seed. See, again, the fruit that is born is determined by the seed that you are sowing. See, a lot of us, listen, if you are the type of person that is constantly sowing negative, you're negative, you're cynical, you're a gossip, you're always talking bad about people. The fruit you're going to reap is a, is a life of dissension and stress. But if you choose to sow the seed of saying, I'm going to think the best about people. I'm going to believe the best about people, and I'm going to speak life into people. I, I know this is a hard choice, but you, see, you make the choice to start to sow the seed of optimism instead of pessimism in your life. This is a continual, it is a habit that you have to continually build up in your life. That you continually are getting to places in, your, in seasons in your life where you say, you know what, this is a moment. This is a moment that I need, to, I need to evaluate what type of seed I'm putting in the ground. See, number three is abundant life always comes from abundant sowing. And I, and I love this. Um, and I, I want to just say this to you about this, this third area is that God has a way of always giving us fruit beyond anything we ever sow. That's, that God always blows me away with what he does. And you think about that, you know, maybe in, in your marriage or in your personal life, you need, you are like, you know what, man, I, I, I need a major change. Do you know that something so small as deciding that I'm going to sow into people with my time. I mean, I could unpack this thing and talk all day. About, aren't y'all glad I'm not going to do that? <laughs> I could talk all day about this. But you choose to make, like, you make the decision that you say, I'm going to start. I'm, I know we're all busy. But you start to make the decision to say, I am intentionally, I, I'm not just going to throw seed out there and just randomly, if I feel like it or not. I See, sowing seed, it, it, it is the difference between sowing, throwing, throwing is just kind of randomly throwing it out there. Intentionally, when you sow, you're being intentional about what you're doing. And when you're intentional about your life and you say, I am going to be intentional about my time, that I am going to invest my time in other people to make a difference, you are going to reap a great harvest. 
See, listen to me. We have some of the most incredible volunteers and an incredible team here. And a lot of y'all believe that this church is just great, and it is great. But we need you. Creekwood is not just a church that is just a church for church people. We are a church to reach the lost. And there are when you decide to say, do you know who God cares about? Do you know who you want to tap into something that moves the heart of God? You start to do something for somebody that is hopeless and lost. You want to tap into the heart of God is, is you stand out in the parking lot and you greet and you help somebody that drives in here and their life is a mess. See, it takes being intentional to say, I am going to be so intentional with my time that I'm going to find the time to make a difference in somebody's life. See, I, I want to also say this to you that, you know, when you talk about God blessing us abundantly, again, I think this has been so abused. God wants to bless us abundantly, but we don't do that just to get blessed. Like, I've been married for 26 years, and my wife is pretty smart. Do you know that, that if I'm doing something for her because I'm wanting something? <laughs> Y'all are slow, but anyways, guys. <laughs> Three people laugh. Okay, there's nervous laughter in this place. What do you... Anyways. She knows. But do you know that, that I'm not doing things in our marriage just because I want something? I'm doing something because I believe with all of my heart that God's going to bless my marriage abundantly. And when you operate out of that, that you believe that God's going to bless you, but you're not doing things for people just because you're like, you know what, I don't really care about you. I just want my fruit. I want my harvest. See, that, that's the wrong motivation. The, the right motivation is understanding that, look, God has called me to do something for somebody else, and I'm going to sow great seeds into people's lives because God's promise is I'm going to re- reap a great harvest. This is, is such a huge deal in our, in our life that I, I think that, again, it can change our life. In the last area, very quickly, it's all about this year's crops. You know, my brother-in-law, Thad, um, a lot of y'all guys, you guys have met him. He's, he's usually at one of the greeters out there, different times he serves. But um, my brother-in-law, Thad, loves to garden. And um, he's always had a, a, even like the tiniest, even at his house now, he's got the tiniest little garden. It's like, it's real small, but he's proud of it. And he, he got a tiller from my father-in-law years ago, and his yard is so little, but he had this giant thing. You could do 10 acres with it. <laughs> he had this big old tiller, and he's like, man, you go over to his house, the first thing he's wanting to do is, hey, come out to my garden. So we all, like, all of the whole family's trekking out there, trekking out there, and we're like, we're all going to go look at the one zucchini. <laughs> we're, we're eating a salad or whatever. We're, yeah, we're eating a $200 tomato here, right here. Because <laughs> we got one tomato out of it. But he loves gardening. He gets excited about it. And you know what's sad is, is that there are years that, you know, he's sowing this seed in there and he's expecting watermelon or cantaloupe or whatever. And some years, because of the heat and all that kind of stuff that happens, he doesn't get that great of a harvest. And there's not a whole lot out there. 
How ridiculous would it be for him to look at that and say, you know what, I tried it one time. I put a seed in the ground, but it didn't do anything. I'm not going to do anything anymore. There's another season coming. And I just want to encourage every single one of you that you're walking through maybe some of the darkest seasons of your life in your marriage. I'm telling you, another season is coming. If you'll take the seed that you have, whatever you have, some of you may not have a whole lot in your hand, but if you'll take the seed and say, God, I am going to keep sowing this seed in this garden because I know that this new season is coming in my life, that God, I can reap this, and I'm just going to continue to do this. Do you know that some of us right now, we've sowed seed, but we're in the summertime, and the heat is it's just like you are going through the hot, it's just hot, everything's dry, everything's miserable in your life, but do you know that there are roots underground growing because of the seed that you're sowing of kindness and love and generosity And you're taking your time and you're going, I'm a single mom with three kids. I don't have time to do anything for anybody. I would tell you all the more that you need to sow time into somebody else. Some of you right now, listen, you are lonely. I I would tell you, you need to reach out to people. You you need to love people. I I mean, again, I could go on and on and on talking about this. There's so many opportunities, as Jesus said. There's there's opportunities for us to have a great harvest in our life if we will believe in this principle of sowing and reaping and actually buy into it enough to say, I will take, instead of putting my seed in my pocket and saying, you know what, I tried it, and I've tried to be nice. I've tried to forgive. I've tried to do all these things. I've tried to do stuff for people, and all they do is hurt you. All they do is betray you, and you put it in your pocket. And I would just tell you, if you've chosen to live your life with your seed in your pocket, there will be a harvest for that. You will reap a fruit from keeping your seed in your pocket. I'm just telling you, this is a new season in your life that you'll take that seed out of your life and start to look and start to sow it in the ground. I want to ask you to bow your heads today and and we're going to pray. You know, I, I hope somehow, some way today what I've shared. you will buy into what Jesus talked about. One of the most powerful ways that you can change your life is starting to live your life with this principle of sowing and reaping. See, I think some of us right now are walking through some of the worst summers, drought, or some of us it's a winter. But there are seeds in the ground. And there are roots that are growing. You know, if you're here today and you're not right with God in your heart, and I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And I pray that you are flooded in your heart with his love. 
He loves you more than anybody else could ever even dream of loving you. Would you make the decision of your life today to say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you today. I give up trying to be the driver of my life. And I make you the Lord of my life. Father, I pray for every person in this place, God, no matter how chaotic, how how dark their life may be, how hopeless they may feel. God, I pray that they would know today they have a seed in their hand, that there's an opportunity to continue to sow seeds. God, even though it may take years, it may take seasons, it may take months, it may take, God, a long time before that seed really germinates and starts to produce great fruit in their life. God, that they would commit themselves to this kingdom principle of sowing and reaping. We thank you for this, God, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.